Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 92 on the game. Saturday morning, 10 o'clock. Friend of mine, John Fricky, with you till uh, 1 o'clock this afternoon. And, and a friend of mine said, hey, how come you don't have an open for your show? You know, so you get some kind of a, you know, an announcer saying, you know, here's, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, because I, I think opens are overrated, sort of like, and I don't know how, how you feel as a talk radio listener. I think guests are overrated. I, and not, not that guests don't have a good part in the show. It's, they're fine. Uh, you know, especially if they're talking about something topical or they, they're funny or they're glib or something and they add to it. You know, I mean, that's, that's great. I just, I generally, I think, you know, having guests for the sake of having guests to me is a, a waste of time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of your time because what I really want to hear from is you. In my world, you're the guest. And I want to have, we have spirited conversation with, uh, I think if you've listened to me on the weekends ever since I moved back to the weekends, <coughs> um, you know, I like to have spirited conversations with you. I like to do it online. And boy, did I have some spirited conversations online this week. But that's okay. Again, I always say we could disagree, uh, just not being disagreeable. I mean, I disagree with other hosts. I was disagreeing with Turtle this week, with Chris Thomas. If we could uh, we could disagree without being disagreeable, right? That's always the way it is at 404-726-0929. The wonderful and talented Noel White is your uh, guide through all of this. And Noel, good morning to you. I, I, I want to make sure that all the callers, when they call in, if they're mad at me, that they don't get mad at you first. You didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that, John. Good morning. Uh, you know, because you're, you're just like, hey, don't, dude, don't get mad at me. <laughs> Talk to the other dude. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you what, Noel, I was telling my beautiful bride, Tammy, uh, before she uh, left here, I'm up at the Northern Kia Studios, and she had to run some errands. Before she left here, the studios here, I said, uh, "Boy, it's a busy. There is a lot, Noel, going on. A lot going on." What's going on today in the city, John? Well, let's see. Uh, we had the Hawks last night. We'll talk about them in just a second. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that. You have the Braves spring training opener today. Exciting down in Tampa, right? Atlanta United season opens today, regular season, in Columbus, and we'll have that game for you. Our coverage starts at 1 o'clock with Mike and Jason in there in Ohio. It is race weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We have the truck race and the Xfinity race today. We have the Amber Health 400 tomorrow. So you got race weekend going on. The Braves are opening spring training. Atlanta United's opener. The Hawks play tomorrow night. Oh, and by the way, there's massive news all over the place in the NFL and the NCAA. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we got okay. a full pack weekend. We got a full show, John. Oh, we got I well, I got three hours today, I got four tomorrow, and I'm not sure I can get it all in. <laughs> I'm dead serious. You know, and for for example, college basketball, which I really wish we would spend some time talking about here. Well, John, why don't you spend any time talking about college basketball? Because no one around here is no good. That's why. 
I don't, I don't yeah. understand it, but they're no good. Tuck, tuck, uh, Tech lucked up on two big games, one against my UNC Tar Heels, and then kind of just faded away. Yeah, I actually, I, I'll even give them Syracuse. I'll say three. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. And, but they lost to UMass Lowell. They lost bad. I think they were down at home, like thirty-two to five to Wake Forest. I mean, it's just a. And then Damon Stoudemire's out there calling his players out, and I'm like, oh yeah, this isn't going so well, is it? You know, I mean, obviously, if you beat Duke, you beat Carolina, and you beat Syracuse, you have at least a modicum of talent. Modicum being a big word for those of you in Ackworth, it means you have a little. You know, so um, something's I, I, going right somewhere. <laughs> Can you put it all something's together? Going <laughs> way wrong somewhere too. Oh yeah. And it hasn't caught for the dogs yet either. Uh, and, and you know, these are two proud programs in Georgia. I mean, not that Georgia State isn't a proud program. You can make a strong argument that over the last, oh, pretty much about 15 years, uh, Georgia State's been the better of the three. I mean, they've, they've made deeper runs in the playoff, in the in the tournament. They've made more tournaments. They, they've been the best of the three. Yeah, Georgia State's been making a lot of, a lot of headway. And Kennesaw State even made a deeper run in the tournament than Georgia or Georgia Tech recently. So, I don't know. It's it's weird. So, But but we won't talk about college basketball because we have to talk about college football because you may not have noticed yesterday, but the NCAA, the NCAA, they don't like being called the NCAA, even though I call them that. They're like, we're the NCAA. All right, dude, whatever. But it's like one of those, don't ever call USC uh, Southern Cal. I mean, they, they get really mad, all right, down at USC. Uh, anyway, uh, you may have not have noticed, but the NCAA died yesterday. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We'll get into a little bit of that, uh, and, and then tomorrow we'll talk more about all the impact. The Big Ten and the SEC takeover of college football, it, it's, it's going on right now in front of your face, and that Super Conference thing is happening faster than even I thought it would. We could have Super Conference by this time next year. And they're kind of indicating and leading that, you know, in the next two weeks – they could be kind of announcing that, yeah, we're that's where we're going. Again, I'll get into that tomorrow because we have other stuff to talk about, including free agency, because this week, in addition to everything else that's going on that we just kind of laid out for you, the NFL Combine opens this week. NFL Combine is Wednesday. And then two weeks from, let's see, 14 days away, right? 15, 16 days away. Two weeks from Monday. Sorry, I have to do math in my head. It's early. 16 days until uh, free agency begins. In 16 days. And and teams are cutting people and the cap is skyrocketing and there's rumors about this and that and the other thing. So we got to get into a lot of that today as well because things are going to happen really fast here in this offseason for both college football and the NFL and especially for teams like the Falcons here. All right, so back to last night here real quick. I'm sitting here in the studios. I'm uh, hosting the pregame and the halftime and the postgame with the Hawks against Toronto. They fall down 15-2 to early in the game. The crowd's never in it. They, they're one for 14 to start the game. I don't know what was with Trey last night. He, he was almost non-existent. He uh, scored 11 points. Uh, and three of those 11 came at the buzzer at the end of the game that were pointless. And he had seven assists. Uh, the team had four technical fouls. Uh, Quinn Snyder, the head coach, gets kicked out of the game in the first half. There was like no life, no enthusiasm. It was just kind of went through the motions. They ended up losing to Toronto, 123-121. And another one of those losses that makes you go, oi, 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 oi. And tomorrow you got Utah coming in. And that's John Collins, by the way. Well, that's right. We haven't seen J.C. 
John Collins coming in, hopefully he plays, doesn't take a rest night or something, because Toronto played without R.J. Barrett last night, he just rested. Okay, uh, I don't know what to make of the Hawks. Atlanta United, season opener today, 1 o'clock coverage here with uh, Mike and Jason from Columbus. And Mike was tweeting out saying, look, they're expecting like an inch or two of snow in Columbus, temperatures in the low 30s, wind chills in the 20s. It's going to be like winter up there for this game. A- a old school, old head United fans will remember that game. Not that you have to be that old to be an old school, old head United fan. In Minnesota, what was that? I think it was the second year. Noel, do you remember the game that they played? I don't know how long you've been following United. Yes, uh, J- Jason Jason mentioned that today when we was talking to him about an hour ago. He was talking about that exact game and how the field was like really like sloppy and it was holding a lot of water and he was saying how that really affected the gameplay and he's hoping that that's not the not the uh the case for today, but yeah, he was just talking about that earlier. Yeah, the game in Minnesota was played in a blizzard. I mean, there's like 5 inches of snow on the ground. They had to use an orange ball. It was Minnesota, you know, their first year in the league. And we still had Joseph, and we were. That was, I think, that was the season. I, I want to say that was the year we won the. We listen to me, uh, that United won the cup. Uh, and it was. I don't remember the score of that game, like eight to nothing or something. It was just. It was laughable. Uh, and one one of the things about soccer is that they will play in snow. I mean, the United States men's national team played a game in Colorado three, four, five years ago. Uh, it was, um, I guess, somebody from South America or Central America. I forget who. And they played in a blizzard in Colorado. And so you'll play in snow. So if you've got Apple TV, and remember, you have to have that Apple TV. And then sometimes uh, a few of the games are free. I love that. They're free on Apple TV. Wait, dude, did I have to pay for Apple TV to begin with? Yeah, but they're free. They're not on Apple TV Plus with the MLS package, so technically they're free. No, they're not. I just paid for Apple TV. All right, okay, whatever. Uh, so you, you could get some games on Apple TV for air quotes free. And other games that you have to get the MLS season package, and I don't know which one this is. Just listen to it on 92 on the game. Listen to Mike and Jason on the call here. And Gonzalo Pineda is going to have a pretty good team, I would think, even with Miles Robinson gone. Uh, you've got a lot of guys back. Yakamakis is back. You've got Tiago Almada back. You got Saba. You got Silva. You got Guzan back. I mean, this team looks on paper to be pretty good. And maybe kind of fun this year. And we'll see how it all kind of plays out for United. Again, 1 o'clock coverage today here on your home of the Five Stripes. Then we mentioned the Braves. Spencer Strider reportedly will start today uh, in uh, Tampa. In the uh, no, Pardon me. Against Tampa. Not in Tampa. But against Tampa in the uh, spring training opener. And it's going to be really interesting this year to see, you know, Strider, what, 281 strikeouts last year, and, oh, the fastest to 100 and the fastest to 200. And you put him with a guy named uh, Chris Sale, who at one point had 308 strikeouts in a season right before he, he got injured. And you could have a lot of strikeouts. Also, keep in mind today to, to be looking, if you're going to be paying attention to the game, to the, to the spring training game, uh, Jared Kelenic. All right, so you got Jared Kelenic's debut. We may see Marcelo Zuna at first base. They're experimenting with that because the bench is so thin. And the reason the bench is thin for the Braves is because a lot of veterans don't want to sign with the Braves to be bench players because they don't get enough at-bats because the Braves tend to play, as long as they're healthy, they're starters all season. And these guys don't want to sit on the bench. Hopefully, you know, oh, every two weeks I'll pinch hit. You know, I mean, no, that's not the way they, they roll. They want to get, you know, they got incentives in their contracts and they need to get a couple hundred at-bats. And if you told them you could get 200 at-bats, a lot of guys would say, okay, sure. 
you may not be able to tell them that. You know, well, we can get you 50. They're like, I'm not going to spend 162 games hoping for 50 at-bats. And uh, I mentioned NASCAR. It is race weekend down at AMS. You have the uh, Craftsman Trucks at 2 o'clock this afternoon, followed by the Xfinity Race. Looks like the weather's going to be good, a little bit breezy. Then the Am Health, Amber Health 400 tomorrow. See if William Byron can build on Daytona. You know, you got Chase uh, back. You got Kyle Busch, who always wins at this track, it seems, and Logano and Kozlowski and all the stars, Larson and Hamlin and whatnot. So it's a big race weekend down at AMS. So, again, a ton going on here. Between uh, the race weekend at AMS, the Braves opening spring training, Atlanta United season opener at 1 o'clock this afternoon, Hawks uh, playing last night, playing again tomorrow night, and all the news that's floating in and around the NFL with uh, the Combine 16 days away, and college football with everything that's going on. The the Big Ten SEC takeover of college football is taking place right in front of your eyes. Do you see it? It, 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 Because it's happening. So we're going to get into all that, but we're really going to today, we got to go back in and we got to deep dive because so much has happened here. We got to dive right back into the Justin Fields stuff because the Falcons are going to have to make a decision fast. This is the biggest offseason decision the Falcons have had to make in a long time. And if they're going to make the move for a Justin Fields, they got to do it fairly soon in the next two weeks or less. That's all coming up with John Fricky and your calls on Sports Radio 92 on the game. Sports Radio 92 on the game, Saturday morning. John Fricky with you. All right, you are the guests on the show. That's I was telling, I was kind of teasing Noel before the show. I said, did you get my guest list? And she's like, what, what, what guest list? <laughs> what do you say, Noel? What, what guest list? <laughs> I was pulling her leg. Uh, no, no. I said, the guest list of everybody that calls in at 404-726-0929. Because, because you're the guest. Again, ground rules as we open up the phone lines to you. This show, unlike uh, a lot of other shows, I you know, don't listen to every show on the on the station. Don't have time. Uh, I will tell you, I'll only speak for my show. I take a lot of your phone calls. This is where I want all of you fans to air this thing out with me. Let's have a talk, you and I. This is your opportunity. A lot of shows, you know, again, they'll have an open. Don't care about an open. They won't take calls. I do care about. You know, they'll have guests. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I can. It's not that I don't have a guest. If it's pertinent to the story of the day, sure. Uh, but, uh, mostly I just want to talk to you. So the th- one ground rule is we can disagree without being disagreeable. Okay. Second ground rule is don't do a drive by. Okay. Don't just come in and say, Hey, you know, first time, long time. What do you think of the Braves this year? I'll hang up and listen. Don't do that. Let's have a conversation. You wouldn't do that to me if you met me in person, unless, you know, your car was on fire at the gas station or something. I mean, so let's, let's sit and talk a little bit. And number three, and this is really important for you to understand, <clears throat> I'm going to open up again. You're going, John, everything's going on. The Braves are playing today. Atlanta United's opening today. We got race weekend down at AMS. Uh, and, and, and all this is going on, and you want to talk about the Falcons who aren't doing nothing? Well, what do you, what do you, you know, the Hawks are losing? Look, if you want to talk and, and make a point about the, the, the Falcons, you want to make a point about race weekend, you want to make a point about the Hawks, the Braves, United, anything that's going on. You want to talk about, you know, the story that I got about Charlie Woods. You want to talk about golf. You want, you're welcome to talk about whatever you talk about. That's fine. I never say no. It's not, I'm never going to scream at you and go, we're not talking about that right now. I may go, okay, I don't really so much care about. You call in and say, hey, John, who are the Raiders going to get a quarterback? I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> that's the answer you're going to get. But it's not going to be, we're not talking about the Raiders. 
It's just going to be, I don't know, and I don't care. Hey, Russ Wilson could go there. I don't know. I don't care. This whole thing with Justin Fields, I want you to listen closely. And the reason I bring this up is I have a strong sense that this week, coming up this week, there's going to be some news. Because there's no reason for anybody to wait no more. All right? Boy, there's so much going on in the NFL right now uh, and college football. It's really astonishing how much news there is. You may have missed it, but yesterday, I think it was maybe, may have been late late Thursday, the NFL announced that the salary cap is rocketing up Okay, for next year. It went up. It's like inflation. I know. There's still inflation in the country. But it went up 14%. I know. It's like the price of eggs and gas and everything. And um, up to $255.4 million, which gives the Falcons about 14 or so million more to play with. And their salary cap is about $41 million or so. And that's without restructuring some deals and maybe cutting a few players. Point is, the Falcons who need six to seven starters are going to have plenty of money. But one of my questions is going to be to you, do you want to spend really kind of all your cap money on a quarterback? That's going to be one of the questions that we have. And some people will say yes, they do. And some people say, no, we've got to reset the team. So I'll get into the questions here in a moment. But let's begin with Justin Fields because there was the story that Justin Fields was unfollowing people on social media. Then he was following, you know, Bijan suddenly and Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Well, he went on the St. Brown podcast. That would be the St. Brown Brothers podcast. And Justin was asked about his uh, affinity for Chicago. And this is what he said. Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so seriously? Like, <laughs> but like, why you, why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. You know? That's true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears more now that you don't follow them. Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay, it's, okay. it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields to the draft Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. Yeah, I don't blame him for wanting to be over. But somebody out there help Justin a little bit. I mean, he's a smart guy, right? Anybody want to explain? Noel, can you explain to Justin the difference between unfollow and mute? Yeah, mute probably would have been the drama-free way to go about this if that was what you wanted to do. Does anybody understand the difference between unfollow and mute? I mean, you just mute people. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to see it. You have a mute button. And to right? be honest, for what he's trying to avoid, you can't even mute all the... I mean, you would have to type in so many right. words to... You You might as well just log off for the offseason if that's what you got Exactly. Do. How about you just go off social media if that's the case? Just stay off it. Yeah. You know, so. and there's no law that says you have to be on it, right? Yeah, I, I see. I mean, you can't... I see what he tried to do in that interview, but you, yeah, you just you just added fuel to the fire there. Right. So, you know, you can sit here and, and come on here and I would say, you know, to Justin, 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 come on, you were, you, you went, come on, you went to high school in Kennesaw, right? I mean, you're a smart guy. Uh, you're, you're one of us. You, you understand the difference between mute and unfollow. When you unfollow somebody, I mean, you're from Atlanta. Justin, you were, Justin was in town, right? Okay. Fo- fo- follow me on this one. <laughs> Don't unfollow me. Follow me. 
Justin was in town. Justin, if you're listening uh, and you haven't muted me or unfollowed me, if you have, I don't blame you. But you were in town, Justin, when Julio Jones unfollowed the Falcons and stripped the Falcons off his social media, right? And we all said, oh, you know, that kind of came through. I was sitting there one morning and, and, and Hugh looked at me and said, hey, somebody just said, it was during the morning show, that uh, last night, uh, late last night, uh, Julio unfollowed everybody. So we're going on to the social media. Sure enough, he's unfollowed everybody. We're like, oh, that can't be good. Because it sends the message when you unfollow as opposed to mute. See, if you mute people, for those of you who don't use social media, and I don't know, I'm talking to a really small percentage of the audience. If you mute somebody, it doesn't mean you unfollow them. You just don't see them appear on your timeline unless they directly put you at on X. Uh, if you unfollow them, they're just gone. Okay? Uh, uh, you know, so... When you unfollow the Bears, and you're the quarterback of the Bears, I'm sorry, that says something, right? And I think he's trying his best to soften some of the edges here. And I don't blame him for doing that. I mean, he just he's trying to soften the edges. He knows he's gone. The Bears are taking Caleb Williams. There has been, always look in the negative space, okay? If there is no denial... And when every, and I mean every major service and every major NFL guy, and we're talking not just about two or three of the Schefters and the Rappaports, but beyond that and beyond that and beyond that, every major service and every major NFL guy online is saying the Bears are taking Caleb Williams and trading Justin Fields, and the Bears don't make any news. It's not like the Bears leaked it out to anybody, okay? Because if it's not true, the Bears probably would have just leaked it out and said, you know, uh, hey, uh, somebody tell Tom Fernelli or, you know, Ian Rappaport that, uh, and then somebody gets a, you know, a little tweet over here, hey, Ian, it's uh, so-and-so from the Bears, your contact over here, because they got contacts and everything. Yeah, you might want to kind of low on us uh, dumping Justin Fields because I think there's some internal questioning here as to whether or not. And then Rappaport goes, I got a source saying that you know Justin Fields could uh, be back with Chicago here. But no, that hadn't happened. Um, I, I think I saw one thing and I kind of went, okay, that's pretty lame because it was like Bleacher Report or something. And I said, yeah, I don't trust your source there, dude. Uh, so I think the Justin Fields thing is happening. If I had to bet right now, if I'm sitting in my now, I, I want to stress to you that I suck at sports betting because if I was any good at it, I wouldn't be on the radio right now. I would be in Las Vegas sitting there with my feet up on the on the table uh, and enjoying my billions of dollars from winning sports bets. But if I had to put money on it right now, I would say that Justin Fields is about to be an Atlanta Falcon. That would be how I would put money on it here. Now, we could go through this list of trade-up stuff, and Tom Fornelli, I mentioned his name, has a big article today on CBS of the Falcons trading up to number two to take Jaden Daniels with Washington. We can get into that. We can also get into the whole thing about Desmond Ritter because Turtle's like <laughs> Turtle was tweeting out, if anyone, this is Turtle's tweet this week, if anyone calls and mentions Desmond Ritter as an option for QB1, I'm going to blow a gasket. But if you want to try me, try me. And I, I, I followed him. I said, I got to tell you, Turtle, it's, it's not a desired option. I understand. It's not my desired option, but it is an option that they have to explore, which is why I think they're going to have to move here sooner than soon because of the fact that um, they can't take the risk of free agency opens in 16 days. The, the draft is in six weeks. 
They cannot – the combines, the, you know, this week, it all happens super fast, but they cannot go into the NFL draft not having solved their quarterback situation because they put themselves in way too precarious a position here as far as the quarterback goes for the Atlanta Falcons. They think they need to solve this in free agency. 404-726-0929, or, or in, in a trade, I guess. Technically, Justin Fields wouldn't be a free agent. Uh, let's go to uh, Marvin. He gets to bat first this morning. Morning to you, Marvin. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing good, man. So, look, I don't think the Falcons you, – you saw where Fontenot said that we're going to draft a quarterback. And I just don't mm-hmm. think that either side will tip their hand because, of course, they want to – the Bears want to get the most value for field. Sure. And the Falcons are going to say they're going to draft a quarterback when they're really going to go after him. But I guess my question for you is, if we went after uh, the Denver quarterback – Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. couldn't we get a value there by paying him less against the cap? Because I know Arthur Blank's got the money, but it's the cap hill that you get in trouble with. If we get Fields and next year we have to pay him, let's say we get in the playoffs and we have to pay him, you're getting back in that Matt Ryan cap hill again. So Okay, so let's, let's stop right there, Marvin, so that we – because thank you for this, so that we can <clears> – <throat> pardon me – all be very clear as to what we're looking at here. We'll begin with Russ Wilson. Yes, you could w- w- understand a couple of things. Russ Wilson's owed north of $200 million uh, in, in the remaining five years of his contract here. Okay, How much of that is Denver just going to cut him? Is Denver going to keep him? There's the pre and post June one designation. Does Denver cut him next week? Do they wait till after free agency is over? Do you want to take that chance? How many other teams are involved? If they do cut him, but they wait, you wait through free agency period and free agency ends, and Denver still hasn't cut Russ Wilson. And then right before you go through the draft, and they still haven't cut Russ Wilson, and you want to wait till you know the middle of May, and then Denver says, "Yeah, we're cutting him before June 1st. And now you got other teams that are involved in it. What are you standing there? holding your hat in your hand. I have no problem with Russ Wilson being the quarterback of this team, Marvin, but I don't know. That, that is a an immensely high-risk proposition, potentially, unless they suddenly cut him and he's open and available. Follow me on that? Yeah, gotcha. Okay. All right, now but two they would, they would eat the They would eat his salary, and we would get a deal if, you know, if Fontenot could pull that off. Yeah, right. Uh, but again, uh, there there are a, a whole host of teams, right? The Raiders and others, you know. Uh, who, who, so you don't go into free agency, then you you know you don't draft a starting quarterback or somebody you think you could draft. You hold out hope for Russ Wilson, and they don't cut him till May, and suddenly uh, the Raiders take him. And what do you got? I mean, you, I see. You're, you're, I you're, see how we could get screwed there. <laughs> yes. So you got to be very. Now they could cut him tomorrow. I have no idea. I'm just saying, you, this is a very fluid situation. They could cut him tomorrow, and the Falcons could offer him, and Russ says, come to Atlanta, and Denver's going to eat however much money of that contract and the, and the cap hit, and we get Russ Wilson for you know a, a dollar a holler here, and we're all good for a couple of years. That's fine. I'm, I'm all, all in favor of that, by the way. That'd be fine, but I don't think you can sit around and just kind of wait and hope here. You've got to be proactive. To Justin Fields, to your point about Justin Fields, he has a fifth-year option that you have to pick up by May 1st, okay? So you know what they you say, pick up, if, wish, if wishes were horses, then beggars would be riding. 
<laughs> All right, so, so, so Marvin, just so that we're clear, so you, when you talk about this with your friends, the Falcons would have to pick up the fifth-year option, okay, uh, of Justin Fields. That would mean they would pay him $6 million this year, right, and just a shade under $24 million in 2025. He becomes a free agent in 2026. So if you trade for Justin Wills, uh, Fields, you're going to be on the hook for $30 million for two years, unless you run a re-offer him a contract, which I wouldn't do, okay, you the hook for $30 million for two years, $6 million this year, $24 million next year, and then if he plays really well and you want to sign him, you can. If he plays well enough but you can't come to an agreement, you could always tag him for 2026 because you could tag somebody twice. You could tag him for 2027, or you can cut him. He, there are a lot of options available to you. You see what I'm saying? Well, that sounds like a great way to go. Let's just hope Terry Fontenot is the one pulling the strings. Yeah, well, this season will determine that too, Marvin. I mean, this is why it's such a fascinating discussion. Thank you, Marvin. I know I've got to get to a uh, commercial break here. Uh, uh, keep in mind here, th- this is why what the Falcons are entering now is what, what makes it so fascinating. Not only do they desperately need a quarterback, but as I talk about it, I, I, I'm trying to explain to all of you the, the risk factor here. There's risk in Justin Fields. Sure. Is he going to be as, you know the player you hope he, he's going to be? Yeah. There's risk in drafting a quarterback. There's risk in not taking a veteran. Like, for example, if if, if, if drafting a quarterback, all right, I'll save it till after the break. Uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you what I think Terry Fontenot was saying here after the break here. 404-726-0929. We're talking about uh, Justin Fields unfollowing the Chicago Bears and what's going to happen with this next week with the Atlanta Falcons. Man, this is just fascinating stuff to me. On uh, Sports Radio 90, time the game. Sports Radio 92 the game from the Northern Kia Studios on a beautiful, sunny Saturday morning. Race weekend at AMS. Looks like a nice day for trucks and Xfinity and then the uh, Amber Health 400 tomorrow. Braves spring training opening today with uh, Spencer Strider uh, slated to start against Tampa Bay down in Florida. And, of course, Atlanta United were taking to the Atlanta United-Columbus game in what appears to be the Braves are going to play in really warm weather down in Florida, and it could be snow and upper 20s for wind chills in Columbus for the soccer game today. Uh, and so uh, everything is on the table today This at 404-726-0929. If you want to talk a little Braves, you want to talk about the Hawks last night, I beat my head against it. Noel, uh, real quick on the Hawks. I, I said after the game when I was doing the postgame show, I said, uh, you know, I'd be interested. At, I don't know what was with Trey last night, but, you know, what happened to the dude that's making the $100 shot at, uh, you know, behind the bench at the All-Star game and Pat – he just kind of went through the motions last night. I'm, was yeah. he not feeling right? Yeah, it, lo- it looked like some all star fatigue. Because I know yeah, he, you know, I don't know he did some things after the game. I think he went to like Disney World or something like that. So I think it was just kind of like some all star fatigue. He's going to have to fight that. through. I'm hoping um, we only get one game of that because you only usually see about five or six of those type of Trey Young games a, a season, and it usually culminates with a lot of tiredness. So I'm hoping that's yep. what it is. But yeah, it, it, it did not look. Um, did not look like the Troy you wanted to see last night, unfortunately. Yeah, 11.7 assists, and three of those 11 came at the buzzer in a three-pointer. So, um, yeah, it's just – he. I, that's that's kind of what I figured. He had some fatigue holdover from Indianapolis. Uh, hopefully when John Collins shows up uh, tomorrow night, <laughs> that ought to be interesting, right? 
Uh, so you want to talk about the Hawks? You want to talk about the Braves? You want to talk about United? You want to talk about college basketball in the area? You want to talk about race weekend? Sure. The reason I'm talking about the Falcons and college football, we'll probably talk about t- tomorrow a little bit because the NCAA is uh, the Big Ten SEC takeover. It's, it, it's just done. I mean, and they, they are so taking over. Wait till you hear what the stories are. I'm going to walk you through that this time next year. I thought this would take a while. They're not waiting, okay? Super Conference, whatever they're going to call it, is going to be here soon because they're going to announce it because they have to announce it because they've got to start redoing the TV deals based on Super Conference. But we'll talk about that tomorrow. Now, the Falcons, every mock draft you, that you see, you have to throw out because it's not like the NBA. The NBA, you can't do a mock draft because you can't know what the what the order is going to be, right? Uh, until they settle the order, you can't really do a mock draft until after the ping pong balls bounce. And once they bounce around and you kind of know, okay, now we can actually do a mock draft. I mean, you can now based on the number of ping pong balls, but until you actually know the real order. In the NFL, you can't really do a mock draft until after free agency is over. For example, Tom Fernelli, I mentioned him earlier, CBS has a big mock-up today of the Falcons trading up to number two with Washington to get Jaden Daniels. Now, that presumes that Washington even wants to trade the pick, that they're going to just stay with Sam Howell or something, and we don't know that, or that Washington isn't in love with a Marvin Harrison themselves, and that the Falcons would even need to trade up because Terry Fontenot's out there talking about, hey, listen, we're open to all ideas, which is the only position you can have if you're the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons. But guys and gals, I, I, I want to stress to you, as I've talked to all of you online and as you call in today, this is bird-in-the-hand stuff. Everything you're going to do, anything you do do, anything the Falcons do do at quarterback is going to involve risk. Okay? Everything involves risk. What you're trying to do is minimize the amount of risk for what you need to do at that position. The second thing that I I need all of you to understand, and I I had to explain it again and again and again online, and I probably should just not do that. I should probably just mute people right there, Justin. This is not about three years from now, okay? This team has to win right now. This is going to be seven years since they made the postseason. When Arthur Blank went through the 14 interviews of those head coaches, he didn't look at any one of those, whether it was Belly or Raheem or anybody else, and say, all right, guys, what do you want to do at quarterback? Uh, I, I just want you to know that as the owner of the team, uh, I'm good with you uh, going out and getting a, you know, trying to trade up and get a franchise quarterback, and we'll kind of reset. And you know, if you if you win, you know, big three years from now, uh, I'll be okay. No, that's not what he said. Okay, he looked at every one of them and said, look, I spent 150 million dollars, whatever it is, in the off season last year, because Arthur Smith told me he could win with Desmond Ritter. I bought in all these players. All these defensive players, including some pretty darn good ones, guys like Jesse Bates, to rebuild this team. And he said, I can win with Ritter, and he couldn't win with Ritter. So as a result, we didn't win. I need to make the playoffs now. This team desperately, this franchise desperately needs to make the postseason. And Arthur Blank wants to make the postseason right now. He doesn't want to hear about your plan in 2026 or 2026 or 2020. Five. He wants to hear about your plan for this season. He's looking at all these 14 interviews saying, how are you getting me into the playoffs this year? All right? So let's be clear. 
It's about the whether you like that or not, whether you want to reset the franchise. I'm not talking about that. Whether I want to reset the franchise. I'm telling you what Arthur Blank has told these You have to win right now this minute. Okay? So it's about winning right now, which leads me to believe that the lowest risk, you know, being risk-averse here in terms of quarterbacks, is you have to go out and get a veteran. Now, you want to do what Indianapolis did in this offseason, which is sign a Gardner Minshew and then go out and draft an Anthony Richardson. You can do that. You can do that. You can go out and sign Gardner Minshew and then draft Michael Penix or try and trade up for a Jaden Daniels. How did that work out for Indianapolis? I'm just asking. Because Anthony Richardson looks like he's pretty good. And Mitchell wasn't bad. But how did that actually work out for Indianapolis? So you got to sell that to Arthur Blank. Well, yeah, we're not going to do what Indianapolis did. And he's going to go, how did that work out for the Colts? I thought we beat the hell out of him and Gardner Mitchell. Yeah, Taylor Heineke did beat the hell out of Gardner Mitchell. So sell me on this. Do you see where we're going with this, folks? You got to win. Raheem Morris is coming in here with Zach Robinson. You've got to, to find a way to win now. Okay? I, so I just want to establish that as a parameter here. When you're looking at the situation, you, you, you cannot say it's about getting a franchise quarterback for three years from now. It's not that you can't make the argument that they should try and get a franchise quarterback, but you can't know if they're going to trade up. You don't know if you have a willing trade partner. I don't know that the Bears are going to be wanting to trade number one or the Commanders want to trade two or the Patriots want to trade three. You may be okay at eight with just taking J.J. McCarthy, but what if somebody leaps you and takes McCarthy in front of you? You see the risk involved in in waiting for the draft? Do you see the risk involved? Because if you end up with Bo Nix, who might be a really good quarterback, I want to just be clear about this because it's another thing. This is where Turtle and I, when Turtle tweeted out and says, if anyone calls, this is Chris Thomas the other day tweeted out, if anyone calls and mentions Desmond Ritter as an option for QB1, I'm going to blow a gasket. If the Falcons end up drafting Bo Nix and that that's their quarterback move, I want to guarantee all of you there will be a quarterback battle in Falcons training camp, a quarterback battle between Bo Nix and Desmond Ritter, a quarterback battle that Desmond Ritter is going to have two years of professional playing time on him. And what if Bo Nix goes in and starts throwing the ball and chucking it all over the place and Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson say, yeah, this guy, he might be good, but he's not ready to start. Well, then who's your starter on opening? Oh, that's right. It's Desmond Ritter. And if you don't think that can happen, I got news for you. That could absolutely happen, which is why I think they're not going to play this game. They're going to go out and get somebody that they can designate as a starter. I, you know, Maybe perfectly in their world, they trade Desmond Ritter in the deal to get Justin Fields. That might be a perfect thing. Okay, then we don't even have to worry about it. Now, when Terry Fontenot says he's going to draft a quarterback, what he's talking about is trading for Justin Fields, putting Desmond Ritter as part of the trade, Desmond Ritter in a number three, you get Justin Fields in here, and oh yes, we will draft a quarterback because we kind of like Michael Penix, or we kind of like Spencer Rattler, but we're not drafting a quarterback on day one. We're going to draft a quarterback day two, maybe day three. Oh, that's what he means about drafting a quarterback. 404-726-0929 with John Fricky here. Let's go to, uh, who's first here, Dave? Let's go to Dave. Hey, Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Hey, listen, great show this morning. Thanks for letting me come in and call with you. Listen, I couldn't agree with you more in the sense that I don't think the Falcons um, want to go for another Desmond Ritter-type character, but here's the problem I have. Why are we so fixated on Justin? And, and I know we're in Georgia, so with with with, with respect to that, Justin Fields 
is not even the best candidate in his category as a possible candidate for us to bring in. I got a guy who threw for a thousand a thousand yards more, more touchdowns, has a higher completion ratio, and would fit in with the uh, the LA type of offense that our offensive coordinator came from better than Justin Fields. I just don't understand what the fixation with Justin Fields is. Who are you? Well, 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 Matt, hang on, back up here. Yeah. Who, who's this? This you, you right, got Mike Jones. Well, Mac, Mac Jones isn't Mac available. Jones. Best of my wait, hang on, hang on, deep. Mac Jones is not available. Best of my knowledge, not like well, hold on. the Patriots. Patriots haven't said Mac Jones is available. My understanding is New England is going to be going for a quarterback first up. They don't want Mac Jones. They've decided they're going to move away from Mac Jones. That's my understanding. No, no, not my understanding. No, 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 no. Hang on. Not not, not my understanding at all. I mean, there are mock drafts that have the Patriots taking Marvin Harrison. Until New England says. but But New England and the national media has been talking about how Mac Jones has been ruined by the Patriots. The Patriots aren't enamored with Mike Jones. I'm excuse me, Mark, uh, Mac Jones. And so as a result of that, what I'm saying is, is we're so fixated on Justin Fields as being a possible answer. And to be honest with you, nobody else is fixated on taking Justin Fields. Not one other team have I heard mention is interested in Justin Fields except Atlanta. No, I'm no, no. Saying, there are other teams. I, no, no, no. Hang on, Dave. That's not true. There are other teams okay. that are the Raiders. The Raiders have exported. Look, Justin Fields is a top 20 quarterback in the NFL. Okay, let's be clear. He's a top 20 quarterback in the NFL. And if he gets on a better team, which the Falcons would be a better team, obviously, they have more weapons. They're just a better team than the Bears. He could, he could elevate to top 15. Here's the question here. Let me ask you, because Dave, this brings this up, okay? My, my question is to you today, do the Falcons need a great quarterback or just a competent one? To make if the playoffs this year, do the Falcons, do they need a great quarterback think- or just a competent one? No, I, th- I think what you do this year is you get somebody from the free agency market that's going to be a tutoring person to the guy you draft. I think we need to follow the Green Bay scenario, if you will, of the Aaron Rodgers type thing. I think you need to have someone, whether, whether it's any, again, minus Justin Fields, any of these other guys that are out there, I'm okay with as long as you're, you're, you're setting yourself up. I just think it's a possibility that you could even trade with somebody, keep the number eight pick, and go for a defensive end position, so now you're getting a quarterback who can potentially carry you as a a starting quarterback with experience for the next three years and draft a defensive end eight and then pick up somebody in the second or third round. Play chess, Dave. Yeah, I understand. I'm not opposed to Mac Jones. I'm not in love with Mac Jones. To me, Mac, just, just so that we're clear here, Mac Jones to me, Desmond Ritter, Mac Jones, Desmond Ritter. I mean, I mean, I just... Uh, it, to me, it's six one half a dozen the other. You may be in love with Mac Jones more than I am. That's fine, but that's okay. But again, play no, chess, no, Dave. Hang on, hang, Dave. Respect. Hang on, <laughs> I, Dave. I don't ca- don't don't make the case for Mac. You made the case for Mac Jones. That's fine. I've already we've already discussed that you like it more than Desmond Ritter. That's fine. I, I, I personally, I don't care. Um, but I will say this: you, you, New England hasn't made him available. If you don't move in this free agent period, and you're sitting around hoping. New England wants to make Mac Jones available. That's a you got to be really careful here. Well, again, forgive me for my ignorance in the policies and practices of, of how we do this thing. But I think if you approach New England and say, "Hey, we got an option. If you don't want him, and you got the picks ahead of you, would you consider?" I think that's on Fartno. I think he has to be able to reach out and see what options are out there, whether they're quote oh, he is. available he is. right now. 
Sure, of course he is. He's he's talking. Look, Terry Fontenot's open to everything, and I appreciate it, Dave. Terry Fontenot's open to everything. I'm sure he's talking to a lot of teams about a lot of things. He's talking to the Bears about Fields. He's talking to the to uh, Denver about what they're going to do with Russ. You know, I mean, they're talking to everybody. I mean, even if they can't have direct discussions, they're having some discussions. They're going to the combine. What do you think they're going to be doing at the combine? But talking. You know, the combine opens Wednesday. Everybody's going to be chattering about everything. You know, free agency. Now, they can't go out there and talk to, you know, they can't have the only teams they could talk to. The only team is somebody willing to trade right now. That's the only conversation you can have because you can't talk to free agents. You know, legal tampering doesn't start till March 11th. Dave may be right. I have not heard that the New England Patriots have floated Mac Jones. They may want to keep Mac Jones and draft a court. I have no idea. And he likes Mac Jones a lot more than I do. That's fine. Mac Jones may turn into a great quarterback. We could all be wrong. I'm not sitting here saying I'm right. I'm just saying there's risk involved. All right, let's continue our conversation at the top of the hour here. Leading it at Atlanta United, the Columbus Crew, home of the five strikes, Sports Radio 92 on the game. 